Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus. I am drinking Cabernet right now. Oh, yeah! I'm about a bottle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Well, it's Matt and Kim, you guys. There's wine and Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like, so where do you live? <laughs> Hi, this is Hugh Collins, and you're listening to Cabernet and Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Hey. Hey, you guys. It's Cabernet and A. Excited, so pumped to welcome our friend, a friend, a lover, a, f- a lover, a, lo- a lover, a uh, Joe Lyons, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Yay thank Joe. you, thank you, thank you. And we're breaking your podcast cherry. Is that correct? That is 100% true. This is my first ever podcast appearance. Oh, I am so thrilled. Tanuki is excited too because he jumped up aggressively on the back of Sue's chair. He's probably like, I have more experience than this guy. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I've been on every single podcast. He's like, like, I've been networking to get on this goddamn podcast <laughs> since episode one, and you've overlooked me every goddamn time. Um, so, Joel. Joel is a friend of mine from way back when, since 2005, when we were um, in this fellowship, like, internship program together here in New York City, and we, like, lived together, not together together, like, in the same bed, but just on the same floor <laughs> of, of an NYU dorm. Um, yeah, we've been friends ever since. So, right. Joel, actually, uh, we were chatting recently, and he mentioned that you mentioned that you were wanting to start a podcast of your own and like maybe I had some tips. I'm like, that's very generous of you to think that I actually know what I'm doing and that I'm not just like drunkenly tripping my way through every single episode. Uh, and then I was like, why don't you come over and be on Cabernet and I'll give you some tips. And I didn't still give him any tips, but I gave him <laughs> wine and cheese. And then now he's doing Cabernet So this is very exciting. Like exactly what you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Joel is a, a writer and would you want to tell the people like oh, your little about yourself? Just a brief life story. Brief life brief story. Top, top line LinkedIn. Top, top line. line LinkedIn. Well, <laughs> this is probably a little embarrassing to say, you know, I'm an arts and entertainment editor and yet I'm not familiar with Pretty Little Liars and the world with which it exists. <gasps> That's not, I mean, that's fine. That's why it's just glad you came just in time. I, I, I am glad because, you know, I hear it's ending soon. Yeah. And that there's going to be like some big stuff revealed. And this is what we've been waiting for for seven seasons. So, so you're yeah. already on board. You've got this whole like, we're ready for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm ready for it to get to that point. Let's <laughs> let's do this. Right. Right. I mean, that's how you feel with every show. Yeah, but this yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready. Exactly. Before we get into tonight's episode, should we do the business? Yeah, let's do the business, guys. If you're listening to us, you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. Thanks so much for listening. Please give us all the reviews you see fit. I didn't look recently we for reviews. Love I- for you to give us stars. Um, I'll well, search. While Chelsea checks, I will say... Um, we are drinking a lovely wine. We list, we, we drank... Um, we drank one that Joel brought, which is delicious. It was called Doohickey. Which I highly which recommend. It was so lovely. And then uh, we also are drinking Ravage, a Cabernet Sauvignon from California. 
Um, both are high alcohol contents because I'm already feeling drunk, but I also didn't. Oh, really? Is it actually? Um, what's, what's the number? Um, the Ravage says. We like a we like a thirteen five and above. This is a thirteen five. Fuck yes. All right. Oh. So we're in our sweet spot. Um, and uh, while Chelsea's doing that, I also want to say thank you. We had so many fans oh, show yes. up to the trivia AD thing that we did yesterday. Um, With Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. One for of the, the most wonderful people I've ever met. She um, is a fan of the podcast. And, and a trivia AD host. And she hooked it up that we hosted um, yeah, this just, week at Tribeca Tap House here in the city. And thank you guys for coming out. That was it amazing. It was amazing. Like one girl drove from Buffalo to hang out like she went to see her friend but they all they both came here to see us which was nice so fun and then um people came from new jersey like it was just so lovely that people came out and like it was so much fun to meet everybody and it's totally okay that we didn't even place in the top three (laughs) 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 we got like it explained like fourth or fifth though so it's like fine um yeah it was a lot of fun yeah and we have no new reviews but so yeah definitely keep hitting us up with the reviews and whatever you see fit if you want to review tanuki he's waiting for your reviews he's finally settled down he's sitting on my coffee table watching pretty little liars on mute so i'm glad it's like it's like like a three-year-old yeah he's like i know this scene it's like when you put a toddler when you're finally like fed up with the toddler and you're just like fucking sit him in front of the tv so you can like wash (laughs) the dishes or something like that's i feel like what is happening right now look at this angel look at him he's watching we're talking about oh my god what a fucking angel just watching he's literally watching pretty little liars and i'm just beside myself okay great um, so the only other thing i want to say real quick yes. is that i about 20 minutes in will be a little bit distracted because i just yeah. found out that i have to work tonight uh, so i'm gonna try and multitask um, that's what women were made to do so Working i'm gonna do women. it it's gonna be fine all right great yeah it's gonna be great so um we watched tonight and joel for the first time watched pretty little liars we watched the episode uh the premiere of season five, Escape from New York, and Nikki recommended this episode. So thank you, Nikki. I think Thanks, we had, Nikki recommended. We watched another episode. I'm forgetting which one you recommended a couple. But anyways, so we were wondering, like when I was like, oh, we should watch Escape from New York, and then we were like, how have we never watched this one? Yeah. But we didn't. And I was thinking, I feel like it's because there is, in the grand scheme of now, what's happening in the show, this is a very sort of like fun and like Joel even said like campy for sure like sort of dramatic episode that is fun to rewatch but in terms of going back to like analyze clues and content this is a pretty filler episode and the great really you know you think so I feel like basically not anything happens happens. but not anything that matters in the long run because like we find out that Shauna like doesn't matter like maybe there's some CC stuff Melissa on the A team well the A team meeting was pretty big that's it that's a good point it does set up the idea of like yeah Melissa I guess it having a secret even though we kind of found that out in the season four finale before this but well we're skipping ahead so so basically um this episode starts out with a scene that I remember at the time talking about a being on top of the ambulance, which is very exciting. And Joel, Joel, though, I should also, I guess I'm skimming ahead too. tell me before we dive in this episode, what are sort of your top line overarching thoughts review of PLL as a series, any just overarching thoughts, feelings, questions, concerns you have about pretty little liars, initial reactions. 
Well, I did mention this when we were watching the show. I am very happy that my high school experience was not this dramatic. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I don't miss high school. No, I, I can't say. If high school was like this, I would have graduated in three years. Get out and get away. Um, no, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of mystery. It's fun. I mean, maybe not for the people living this situation, sure. but for the rest of us, it's the kind of drama Being that uh, makes you tune in week after week. And I could see how people could get very into this show because it seems like there's a lot of complex stuff going on. A lot of layers. Right. I'm, I'm curious. And I will say that I'm curious by some of the stuff that I've yes. seen. Like, how did we get to this point? How are we going to go forward from this point? So you're intrigued. Like, can, is this an, a show? And I know we all have a lot of shows on our watch list, but could you see yourself being intrigued to like watch some more episodes or watch from the beginning i would say yes your interest yes i would say yes and i think also um to speak to that issue of camp um i think that would be something i'd be guilty of tuning in for because it looked like there's plenty of camp from the beginning of the episode to the end so yeah oh totally yeah do you um i was gonna ask you this during the episode but then i was like maybe we'll just talk about it now which is the point what are you (laughs) What are your thoughts about like uh, telling the girls apart? I feel like a lot of times when we bring, you know, when someone's watching for the first time, they're kind of like, I don't, are they all the same girl? I got very <laughs> confused. Like, are they, did you have any trouble sort of like identifying, like, even if you didn't remember their name, you were like, oh, it's that chick with the hair and then that chick wearing that shirt. Like, did you have any trouble telling the characters apart? Actually, no. I think actually by the time the episode wrapped up, I knew who the core five, I knew who each of them were. In terms of their names, I could kind of tell you that and I could kind of tell you a little bit about what differentiated them from the others. At least I thought. I thought so. No, I want to hear it. Go on. Okay. Well, let's see. We have Spencer. She seems to be the jock of the group. She played field hockey, it sounded like. Yep. Okay. And she's apparently hungry, too, because we heard her stomach grumbling. Yes. So, okay, so we've got her. You're so good. You picked up on so many details of what we're watching, too. I was impressed. (laughs) It really was impressive. Yeah. And let's see, we've got Hannah. That's the other blonde that is not Allison. Yes. But I don't know much about Hannah. I can't really tell what's going on with her. It seemed like she didn't really have a lot this episode. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so there might be more to learn about her later. Definitely. She held a gun to A. Last episode. Yeah. Wow. Fact about her. Remember she like handed the gun over and she's like, you might yes. need this. Like, you're like, whoa, that girl's carrying a piece. Right. In New York City. <laughs> yeah. She's like, <laughs> straight up. Perfectly curled hair gangster. <laughs> and speaking of curly hair, we had Emily. Yeah. Yes. Emily had the curly hair and she also, I think we figured she had dated Mona. Was that... No, oh, no, Paige. Paige, Paige, Paige. Okay, I'm but sorry. You picked up, yeah, because we saw Paige in the scene where the A Army, the A Army, yes, and, yes, yes. And, yeah. So yeah, exactly. She did Paige. Paige and then of course we have Allison, yeah. who was the one that I guess was missing for a couple seasons, yeah. but yeah. kind of in the background, possibly pulling the strings, possibly not. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And then yeah. I think last but least we have. Aria. Yes. <laughs> okay. I like that you said last but least. <laughs> oh, did I say that? <laughs> it was still perfect. It was so funny. I mean, is that true? Is she, is she <laughs> I mean, least? Ish. I mean, she's ish. She's a lot of ish. Yeah. I mean, she was dating her high school how teacher. Do, so. How do you feel about that? But that she was dating her. We broke the news to you that Ezra, who gets shot in this episode, 
was dating Aria when he was her teacher. You know, it kind of brings me back to a conversation we had earlier about Saved by the Bell when Kelly Kapowski was yeah. dating her manager at the Max. That's, That's right. right. I totally forgot right? that. That was College crazy. boy. Yeah. But it wasn't creepy like when you're younger than the people. It was kind of like, oh, wow, she's so mature. She's dating this older guy. That's so cool. I would do that if I was that person. And then you look back on it and you're like, uh... There's probably a law that's being broken here. Right. Maybe. That's really funny that you mentioned that because today on the train I was cringing. Do you guys ever cringe about something that you did like decades ago? Yes. Like I was cringing to myself because I was in love with this guy who worked at a coffee house. It was so 90s. Um, And he like I thought he was so amazing. And like he would tell me about how he was part of this poetry vandal thing where you would like graffiti thing with poetry stuff with poetry and you would have your poetry tag thing and I was like I remember being like I put my poetry on like the theater chair and like it was super dramatic (laughs) and he was like oh my god that's so cool like (laughs) really doing it and I was like I am doing it (laughs) and like I think about him now and like his face was like so pimpled and he was like 19 didn't go to college was working at this coffee house instead and I was just like what (laughs) girl you were 16 what are you doing go home and read a book All for love. Oh. All for love. Oh, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was even I was singing the uh Color Me Bad. Oh. And I did it all for love. I was did it did it Adams Rod Stewart sting. Equally classic yeah. in their own ways. We're Equally close up classic. This podcast is just a montage of all those. Let me, and I mean, like, we still have obviously this whole episode to get into, but I just, I, I, I would love to ask since we're talking about the Ezra, Ezra, Aria, Ezria, as the shippers call them, dynamic. Um, Joel, here's a big reveal. So we find out in season, like, I don't know, four, I guess pretty recently for the episode that we just watched. We find out that basically it was set up the whole time that Ezra and Arya met before school started that year in a pub and Arya kind of fudged the truth a little bit to where Ezra thought she was a college student and he was his first year teaching out of college. So not that big of age difference, not that weird. And then a couple days and then they make out in the bathroom and then they come into class the next day and they're both like, oh shit, you're my teacher, you're my student. And it's like... Still not okay, but like innocent mistake. We fell in love because we didn't know. And I thought you were my age. Whoopsies. But then we find out around this time in the uh, show that Ezra the whole time had known Allison, had met Allison. And also similarly, she lied and said she was in college. So they were like dating a little bit. And then when she went missing, he became committed to writing a book and like figuring out how she went missing and solving the mystery. 
And so when he met Arya in the bar that day, he knew who she was and he intended to get information from her, but then accidentally fell in love with her. So he knew the whole time that she was <laughs> a teenager. Face on this roller coaster <laughs> yeah. of events. Can you imagine? I could just sum up as like, bitch, please. Like, but I would love for you to sum up your feelings. How do you feel about Ezra and Arya now, knowing that the whole time he knew she was a 16 year old and he was like 23? I mean, isn't that more creepy? It's oh, insane. It's like literally insane. Right. I mean, it sounds like it was innocent enough. They just kissed. But he yeah. was kind of doing some predatory things. Yes, because he knew that she's a teenager. Kind of. Right. <laughs> yeah, not even kind of. That was that. Yeah. Let's just call that what yeah. it is. It's predatory. It's predatory. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Anyways, I just wanted yeah. you to like marinate on that. Um, so basically, Ugh. we come up on this episode when A is on top of an ambulance, which I think like even at the time, I remember being a thing where we were like, oh, my. Did is that the moment when PLL jumped the shark when A was riding on top of an ambulance? Really? That was pretty campy. Okay. Well, no, I thought the the time where they're all in the park. Oh, that true. was when I was like, maybe I'm A. Maybe I'm A. <laughs> oh no, I'm A. I was like, is this like Bugs Bunny being like every position on the field? <laughs> Like, it was so cheesy. When later, yeah, like, A lures them basically to this park, and there's suddenly, like, all these A's, like, attacking them, wearing different masks. And it is. It's pretty campy. What did you feel at that moment, I, I thought it was definitely campy, and I was trying to figure out why did they want to have all these people there to play this game. We, we still, honestly, I was actually thinking about that while we were watching, and we never actually knew, like... We don't to this day know who these people were and how they were like sourced. You know what mm. I mean? Like we don't know. I guess you know Shauna or who you know who we find out is the A, the actual A during this season. It's not really Shauna. Um, you know, just Craig's listed them or like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what's happening. Here's what you need to bring: <laughs> all black, black hoodie. And a mask. Doesn't care what the mask is. No, it just just like a mask. It could be like a Nixon mask. It's like we don't really care. Um, well, Ezra gets shot, which we already kind of explained that Ezra Aria dynamic. Ezra gets shot, and the thing that's dramatic about that is that he is gets shot because he says they confront A on a rooftop in the last episode and say, Ezra's like, I know who you are, and I'm going to call the police. And A is like. Or I'll shoot you, and then A does, and so now they're they don't want Ezra to die, not only because he's a beloved character and pedophile, but also because he knows who A is. So they're trying to also. P.S. I have a we have a fake Kickstarter going for me to have sex <laughs> with the actor who plays Ezra. One of my and again, if you're just tuning in, that's Kickstarter.com/slash. This is a fake Kickstarter for me to have sex with Ian Harding. But if you want to donate, you know, just email us. Um, <laughs> what did you What did you think about fake New York, Joel? And I know so you have a lot of feelings on this. We have a lot of feelings on the fake New York. Fake There's a subway, York. and it's, like, not the right letters and colors, and it's sort of... Right, right. I mean, for those of you who have never been to New York out there listening, there is no stop 
in the city where there would be the C, the D, the N, or the V all stopping at one place. And yellow. The right. V doesn't even exist anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now look, the W did come the back w a couple is weeks back, ago. back, you guys. We haven't yes. even talked about this. We didn't even have a party. We haven't had a proper God discussion. damn it. The W's back. I took the W for the first time today coming to your house. Oh my God. Was it so exciting? It was. It I reminded legit, me about 2010. Yes. I legit was like, Super sad when the W left, and I'm very excited it came back. I don't know if I feel a kinship to it. I mean, because I, I almost said I grew up. I feel like I guess in a way I did grow up here in my like formative my uh, coming of age years, but always living off the N Q R W line, I felt like I took the W most often, and then also my last name's W, so maybe I identified with. The, I don't know. I'm glad the W's back. I miss the Q. I always felt like the trains. Whatever letter they start with, like the B. Yeah. The B goes to the Bronx and it goes to Brooklyn. Yeah. The M goes in Manhattan. Why can't the Q come to Queens? Oh, I used to. That's I a good know. point. No more. And it just feels weird not having it. And maybe it's just because that's been the thing for so long. But yeah. It quit. Would it you quit. Say? Oh. Yeah, I'm not great. <laughs> um, we lost everybody so whatever we say from here on out will be <laughs> just for us it's interesting though because um, when we had the director of this episode on the podcast we had Norman Buckley who directed this um, and he's directed a lot of other great shows on TV um, he was like it's a dream world like you're not supposed to get that involved and it was just like yeah, but like those are not the right colors for the letters. Like it was just like you're really <laughs> taking me out of the dream. Right. Like, yeah, I might have some crazy dream where things are all distorted, but like the letters and the colors and the subway stops are gonna be fucking right. <laughs> like uh just a pet peeve. No, totally. It is fine. It does take you out of it. You know, and like, mm-hmm. I get that. And Norman makes a good point. And of course, like, it's all a dream world. It's all a campy dream world. But it does take you out of it when you're like, the like, you could, what, why is it, is it like a legal thing in some capacity that, oh, that's an interesting that, thing. That you can't like, show, but like, I don't know why that would be. Like, I feel like I'm reaching. I mean, I just always go to that. Like, is it some sort of, legal copyright but like i don't imagine i don't know why mta subway stations would be like copyrighted or like why couldn't you just make it be the actual right letters numbers colors true although the address that they were looking at later was also oh yeah not accurate you did some serious iced tsvu shit where you were just like 1440 west fifth street like that is in the hudson river i'm so excited Because Ice-T on SVU is always like, they're like, 597 East 19th Street? I know where that is. They're like... Yeah, he's just like... He's always like the first person... He's like, that's between 5th and 6th Avenue. And you're like, all right, I see. See, he's GPS. He's Google Google Maps before (laughs) Google Maps. They didn't have that nickname when he was Mm -hmm. looking for one. So he was just like, you know what? I love this Lipton on ice. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> this is just a quick aside for um, for us. I thought it was interesting. I never noticed before that the line that I personally feel like I remember from the Dollhouse episode where Hannah looks, especially since it got a lot of backlash, which, Joel, we got a lot to reveal to you. Hannah looks in the camera monitors and says, you know, whoever you are, he, she, it, bitch 
that line is given by Spencer in this episode. Yeah. I, I never knew that before. So Spencer in this episode says he, she, it, bitch. And so then when Hannah says it in the dollhouse episode, that's actually like a callback. I had no idea. So should we, okay, well, I don't want to skip, let, let's go through this episode and then Joel, we got to like give you the big reveal of like who the different A's were throughout the seasons. Um, oh. Another big happening in this, oh God. In the very beginning though, the thing that was um, really interesting to me was that uh, Allie says to everybody, Ezra saved my life and kind of yours too. It's just like so bitchy because it's like everyone's been protecting this girl, Allie, and everyone's been trying to help her. And she's just like, oh, Ezra was trying to save me. But, like, I guess maybe you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are along for the saving. And Allie, what did you think about Allie as a character, Joel? Like, did you, I guess in this episode, she wasn't quite as heinous as she's in other uh, episodes. But did you have, I, uh, how did you respond? Did she feel like sort of a manipulative queen bee type did she seem sympathetic like in the limited ex- exposure you had with her in the limited time that we spent together yes ali and i um <laughs> i could tell she was definitely a frenemy type yes it reminded me a little bit of mean girls and not to you know stereotype and say that all preteen or all teenage white girls or <laughs> you know we're not going down that path but but aren't they but aren't they but there was a little bit of that there it kind of felt like there's a certain level that they've gotten to where they tolerate each other. They're friends to a certain point. Right. But at any moment, someone's going to cut somebody else. Right. Right. Who knows why, <laughs> but someone's going to get cut. Someone's going to get cut. And it's just going to be something that takes place. And as we were talking about earlier, five minutes later, the animals will be over it. Sure. <laughs> I can't believe you cut me. I thought we were good. Well, don't Sometimes do it again. bitch got to get cut. Right. We were talking offline about how this Jimmy Fallon had this joke that I always quote that I can't remember. So now I don't always quote it. But it was something about like something <laughs> happening. Like if animals are upset or traumatized or blah, blah, blah. Um all you know all they have to do is wait five minutes and they'll forget it because that's how animals operate at least tanuki i think because i feel like he's traumatized daily just by not being able to eat the snacks i bring into this house and then you know now he's just here sitting in the fourth chair thing licking his butthole (laughs) his little paw just reaches up just as you say that that's hilarious he's like i'm here bitches and i know everything (laughs) he's just like putting up his hind leg to lick his little butthole any hoozy. So um, in this episode, Melissa has a secret. So Joel, if you, well, I think we talked about this a little bit when we were watching, but basically, so Melissa is Spencer's sister and yes. she was the one who you even said you were like, so wait, like you were, you could tell it was a shocking thing when Melissa walked into the like a team or a army, like against Allison. And like, is that a big reveal that she was sort of like, on that side and it was and then you also picked up on the fact obviously that like um melissa basically there's a lot of scenes if you guys don't remember in this episode where this is a time when we don't know what melissa did that night and detective holbrook is sniffing around and kind of asking are you sure you told me everything and peter hastings the spencer melissa's dad are like is like you know stopping melissa from giving the truth and being like we've told you everything so, Joel, the big reveal is that that night that Allison disappeared, Melissa saw a girl 
who she thought was Allison, lying unconscious on the ground. She thought, based on prior events and things that she thought she saw that night, that perhaps her sister Spencer had actually been the one that hit Allison on the head and killed her. So she thought that girl was Allison. She thought, oh, my little sister fucking killed her. I'm going to bury her to protect my little sister. As it turns out, that girl was not Allison, and that girl was not dead. She buried a bitch alive. Wow. And this is what this episode we're watching and coming to terms with that Melissa buried a bitch alive and she's she's struggling with that. Uh, Can you imagine coping with the emotions of knowing you buried a bitch alive? A stranger. She buried a stranger alive. Right. But did she like come out from the ground and be like, I'm alive. No. So, so that bitch actually like died. And Allison, basically what happened was like Allison that night, there's a lot of people out to get Allison. Allison, um, ended up being hit on the head and buried alive, hit on the head by her, uh, cousin and buried alive by her mom to protect the cousin and then pulled out of the ground by a psychic medium that she had a relationship with. Like a carrot. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then um, the other girl who was a girl that escaped from the mental institution who was the daughter of someone that Allison's mom was having an affair with was the one that actually got hit on the head by Mona, who was the girl leading the A army that you, and then um, Mona actually hit that girl on the head and then left her for dead, but she wasn't dead. She was just unconscious. And then Melissa buried her ass. And that's basically in a nutshell, what happened? So how many people got hit on the head that night? (laughs) Two or three, (laughs) two people got hit on the head. Like in these parallel attacks. Yes, parallel attacks. Girls got hit in the head. The girl that got buried and Allison were wearing the same top. We still don't completely understand why. We still don't completely understand why. Also, also, okay. Can we give you the big reveal? This the whole episode is just me giving the big reveal to Joel, which I don't know if this has entertained your audience, but I feel like you guys always tweeted us that you like these episodes. So apparently you like the big reveal of me giving us giving a big reveal to someone who doesn't know the uh, show yet. So basically in the first two seasons, Mona turns out to be a, and she's a, because she's like threatened by the fact that she used to be a nerd. And then she became popular when Allison went away and befriended Hannah and they were best friends. But then the girl started to get close again and Mona felt threatened that she's going to be pushed out of the friendship. And she like had a mental break and started like harassing them. Now in this current season, which we just watched in season, uh, the premiere of the season five, we found out at the end of the season that Cece Drake, who you remember, and uh, listeners, if you remember in this episode, we see Cece Drake come in for a minute. She kind of like helps Allison and then Allison gives her her passport and then she like runs off. Cece Drake is the A in this um, past few seasons and hmm. the, the latest A that we know, because as it turns out, Cece was born Charles and was Allison's older brother. And the parents caught Charles 
what they thought mm-hmm. trying to like hurt Allison, but really it was a misunderstanding and Charles is just trying to take care of Allison. And they sent Charles to a mental institution, but it was really just sort of like a they they sort of mis they they knew that the they use that sort of as a guise of like okay well we have to send you to a mental institution because he caught you hurting your sister but really it was because the father could tell that the that Charles had wanted to be a woman and was uncomfortable with that so they sent Charles to a mental institution for the rest of of his life in the mental institution Allison and his mother allowed Charles to transition into Charlotte. And then Charlotte, though, because of the way she was treated by her father, was very, became very upset, ultimately became A, wanted to harass the girls. And and, uh, because of the way that they talked about Allison after she was dead, whole thing i'm skipping lots of details but the point being it turned out that it turned out that charlotte like uh turned into a and it started calling called herself cc to reemerge and insert herself into the girls lives started dating her own brother just as a way to reinsert herself into her own family that's one way of yeah it was a lot <laughs> happening and uh basically people were very upset it just so happened that I mean, this was an ongoing storyline that had been written and had been playing out over season three, four, five, and six for several years. But just coincidentally, this finale of the reveal of Cece being transgender and being A came out right when Bruce um, Jenner ah. was was uh, transitioning. Yes. Just very coincidentally. So I think in Pretty Little Liars at the time, the production staff probably thought like, oh. What a great, interesting parallel. But unfortunately, it worked against them. And people, there was a lot of backlash. And people were like, this is a fucking trope. Mm. How dare you make the villain a transgender character? Whereas the showrunner and the creator is a lesbian. And I think she felt very strongly that, like, I'm showing, like, what, when people are, groups are marginalized Mm -hmm. and stereotyped and treated very terribly they can experience a lot of emotional damage, you know, but the society, the fans kind of, uh, refu- like came out. It was like a lot of backlash. That's interesting. Cause it makes you wonder what would have happened had the Bruce Jenner thing, Caitlyn Jenner thing not happened. Right. Right. Because like, would it have not been, but then to that end, I mean, now we're going deep, but like, what do you, Based on my like three and a half minute summary, like there's so many more details, but like I have my own opinions, but like, what do you think? Do you feel like having a villain and be, do you feel like that? Would that I'm struggling to find the words because like you have so little information, so it's just like to ask you like how do you feel about that? You're like I don't know, Chelsea. You just drunkenly recapped it for me, so like based on that. But I mean, do you feel like having a transgender character even be prominent in any way is sort of like a positive thing, or is it then just like setting society back because a transgender person was a villain, or like thoughts, feelings on that at all? I mean, I guess it could be both of those things because in some ways, it's a little bit of a trope 
role, I guess, for transgender characters, just because I feel like that's happened a lot in soap operas and movies and comic books. Totally. Uh, You know, things like that happen often. But at the same time, there is that visibility issue because you don't have a ton. I mean, it's gotten better, definitely, at least in my lifetime, I feel like it's gotten a lot better. And I feel like a lot of the characters are not necessarily as stereotypical. Um, But I guess you also can run the risk, too, of and this happens with a lot of different identity groups, you either have people that are so far, you know, to the spectrum of being good and positive, they just don't seem human. Right. Or they kind of go the complete opposite end where they're villains, where it's like they're being a stereotype. Right. And there's not necessarily anything that deals with the complexities that kind of fall in between. Yes. And it looks like that's kind of what they were trying to do maybe with that, based on what you've told me. That's what I think. I mean, I think it's one of those things where I, I feel... It's almost like I'm not a part of that group. So for me to be like, well, here's my perspective is like, okay, thanks. But I what I know about the showrunner and creator, Marlene King, and what I know, you know, she was so passionate and she made sure that like it it was important to her to have one of the four main girls be a lesbian, but Mm -hmm. not in a way of like, oh, my God, you're a lesbian. But just being like, yes, I'm a lesbian and it doesn't it's not just what's happening it's not like an interesting plot line you know what I mean and I think she really felt strongly about having you know showcasing just not just you know size gender people and whatever so like I think that she sincerely was coming from a place of this is a good and is it whatever is it could it be argued as misguided and is it going to upset people and that's of course I mean like sure like you're always going to run the risk of like upsetting people but I feel like from her in her heart she was coming from a place of like this is going to be a good thing because I'm going to show how when you mistreat people because you don't understand it creates emotional turmoil Mm -hmm. that can you know for the sake of the show of course is going to be uber dramatic because that's Mm -hmm. the point of the show but yeah so it was an interesting it was an interesting time in the series because of course you understand and you're like oh shit yeah like i guess you are kind of fucking perpetuating a a trope but at the same time i felt a little bit of empathy for the the writers and the creator because you're like i i think that they sincerely were sitting there like yes we're doing good, you know, mm-hmm. like we're, we're doing a good thing. We're bringing, you know, the, what transgender people are experiencing, like to the forefront in a, mm-hmm. in a cable tween show, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, then everyone was like, fuck you. And they were like, oh no, you know, like what have we done? So yeah, it was interesting, but I think that's what we like about the show too, is that they kind of, they try to go there as much as they can, you know, mm-hmm. they, they try to sort of weave in, um, I think lots of different thought provoking like storylines and, you know, at all. Right. Right. Um, okay. So we told you a little bit about CC Drake should we tell him who Jenna is? Or also, we're yes, skipping around telling Jenna? you a lot of things. Do you have any thoughts that we're skipping over? Like, tell us some other yeah, thoughts and feelings you had. Let me see. Let me pop open the iPhone 4S because, you know, I don't oh my keep God. it modern. 4S. The uh, 4S. How's the 4S holding up? You know, I think we're getting to that point where they're not going to even give me updates anymore. And at some point in time, <laughs> at some yeah. point in time, we're going to have to upgrade to something a little bit more modern. Your update's just going to be like, bitch, get a new phone. Pretty much. Pretty much. And you know, when you get laughed at by little kids because your phone looks old. 
that's when you know it's probably time to get a new one. Um, let's see. Um, you know, I feel like we've actually talked about almost everything I had a question about. Um, I, at one point in time, had gotten confused when they had gone into the theater, which might be jumping ahead a little bit, who no, that guy no. was. But I believe that we got introduced to him and figured out who he was he by the time was, the episode was He over. was the one that got shot. The one, right. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. the one that got shot. That's the predator. Now, was that when they but were... But a hot predator. The hot predator. I would still... I would fuck him. <laughs> indiscriminately. Now, was he dating... Allison in that flashback so that was when they were dating at that time I don't even know if they're necessarily like dating but it was like he, they yeah he met Allison in a bar and she lied and said she was a college student just like he was at the time so they were I mean yeah I guess dating but then they the show always made a point to be like but then remember Remember how we never had sex? You know what I mean? They, they made it a point to be like, remember how we never had P&B? Like, so they're like, that okay. was my favorite. She went on this tour of like, nobody fucked Allie. Like, it was just everyone right. was just like, yeah, remember how we just like, we only did like finger stuff? <laughs> like, like, there was no real penetration. Remember that? It really it was like a lot of that. Is this Everyone's what TV like, has come yeah. to? <laughs> we have to tell you what didn't happen just so you don't freak out. Remember how we weren't ever like quite like, you know, completely breaking the law. We um, just held hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, okay. So in this and dear listeners, this episode that we're barely talking about, but I'm um, just talking about overarching plot lines, but I hope you enjoyed them being rehashed. Um, there, Shauna, of course, ends up being the one who is like fake A in this episode and tries to hurt the girls and then they end up killing her. But before she sort of is like, you know, I'm doing this on behalf of Jenna. And so Joel... Jenna is a girl that in the very beginning of the season, she's a girl that moves to town. Allison feels a little threatened by her. Like, could she be as popular as Allison? And she's very much like, I don't need your friendship, Allison. I'm doing my own thing. So Allison. Great Jenna impersonation. Thank you. Orchestrates with the girls that she's kind of like, oh my God, I saw Jenna's creepy stepbrother, Toby, watching us from the window what a creepy peeping tom let's go show him that he can't do that and then they go and she's like he's in the garage right there let's throw a stink bomb in the garage and they throw a stink bomb in the garage but it's not a stink bomb it's a fucking like cherry bomb and it blows up the garage (laughs) and it's not toby who's in there it's jenna whatever it was you shouldn't put something flammable you shouldn't put yeah. flames in a garage it was fucking something flammable in a garage and the garage blows up and jenna is blinded because the girls did that and she's forever blinded and how did how did they feel about this were they well, okay with what they did the allison i think was like yes this is what we came to do and then the other girls were like fucking horrified and they were like Allison is a stink bomb and then Allison like blackmails Toby who is Jenna's step brother Toby actually goes on to like be in a long term relationship with Spencer um, and also it comes out that Jenna was basically like sexually molesting Toby and forcing him to like have sex with her 
more than hand holding. More than hand holding. Oh. Actual PNV. Oh. And uh, yeah, so Jenna's blinded and she has a vendetta against the girls forever. And then she and Shauna start dating, and that's why then Shauna wants to kill Allison and the girls because she's like, "You blinded Jenna. How dare you?" And everyone thinks that Jenna's like involved, and she still could be. It still seems like now in the current present season seven, like she's maybe sort of involved, but we just don't ever quite know how. But the show mm. from season to season will always like shine the spotlight on her, like making her seem super suspicious, you know. But I don't know. Have you ever blinded anyone accidentally, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> Not as far as I know, but maybe I made them unable to talk as well. I don't know. Did you expect this? What this is what podcasts would be like? Yes. We've actually never had. I feel like this is a very more like me just like talking about the plot line more than any other ones. But no, it's so interesting because it's, sort of right? so, it's complex. There's obviously I feel a lot like that's gone on. It's interesting to hear. It's very satisfying to just tell someone about what's happening for the Lars because there is so much going on. My one question for this episode is why, if you're doing a stage play, do you need a real gun on stage that's fucking loaded? Yeah. So like, this is like some stage production. Like somebody on that fucking play was going to kill somebody. Like maybe there's a whole other subplot of murder. <laughs> like, murder. And the gun was not even fired. Am I correct? It no. was oh. to the light. That's yeah, what she to did. the light. She, like, she shot the light. The light startled her. Then she re- she hits her with the butt of the gun. Right. She actually, yeah, she actually hits her with the butt of the gun. That's what. And there was like so so guns are dangerous so many ways, guys. You guys, th- there's sort of a, always a big joke in the PLO community about like all these other scenarios that other characters have been in up and before that, where like you know, falling from like a, a bell tower or like being hit <laughs> by a car. I mean, like, and then, and like, they're fine. They're fine. And then like Shauna falls three feet into an orchestra, like dead, you know, <laughs> which is, I mean, it kind of was a little bit dramatic that she was just like dead after falling into an orchestra pit. But also, and this is sort of related to soon I do in PLO trivia a couple nights ago. Um, Shauna, number one, her name is spelled bullshit. It's S H A N A, which is obviously Shana, but right. it's pronounced Shauna. Right. And there, I start, I'm going to Google this right now as we talk because there, one of the PLL trivia questions was that Shauna, what was Shauna's last name? And I swear to God, okay, hold on, that it was, that was Shauna, it was a, Jesse Cochran, Jesse Katsopoulos situation where in Full House, Uncle Jesse in the first like couple episodes or season one, he's Jesse Cochran. And then later on, he's Jesse Katsopoulos. Really? Every I time feel you like say that, I think you're saying Jesse Cochran. Jesse Cochran? <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of Jesse Cochran? Um, I'd watch that show. John Samus, if you're listening. <laughs> but I swear that Shauna had a similar thing where she was um, had a different last name in different episodes. But then also, hold on. Um, oh, I already talked about that. My note was Shauna's death and name selling. It's very, it's very confusing that. Um, okay, hold on, hold on, guys. I'm gonna keep vamping, Joel. If you have anything to say, <laughs> if you have anything, I just I want to look. I want to so look up really. Say. I want to look guys up. No, I take notes. Um, my favorite uh, 
I, I noticed this time when we were watching the episode that uh, when they're in the hospital waiting room, the the TVs are just playing B-roll of New York. That was hilarious. <laughs> like it's just like cabs and buildings. And I was like, oh, they must be watching New York One. <laughs> I, I never noticed before that even like in the hospital outside in the windows, there is the New York skyline, which makes total sense. And you're like, objectively, this makes sense. We want to set the scene that they are in New York and in a hospital in New York. But the way the skyline and the windows is, you're just like, that would be like you're in Jersey. You know what I mean? Like there is no skyline. <laughs> There's no like view from any hospital in New York that you're seeing the skyline. Like you're in fucking Jersey City. Like what is happening? See, we're killing the fantasy here. I, I mean, but also like, like Norman Buckley said, it's a fantasy world. Okay, guys, I'm <laughs> still looking for Shauna's IMDb, so keep talking about thoughts, too. Other thoughts, go. Let's see, what other thoughts and feelings did I have? Um, I love the Melissa walking in on the A-team thing, just as Paige is walking out. Whatever happened to the fucking A-army? Just nothing. Oh. Just nothing. Um, Joel, you were hilarious when they do go to eat snacks. You were like... These bitches eat carbs, <laughs> and just as I was like, "Oh, wait for it," she was like, "I guess gummy bears are protein." And you were like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really uh, um, an astute pickup there because <laughs> you were like, "There's no way." I mean, I'm I'm happy to know that they do eat something other than, you know, nothing air. Oh, I thought you were gonna say dick because <laughs> they. I mean, <laughs> Like, I feel like everything that Chelsea has told you about this show is like, and then they were sleeping together, and then they were sleeping together. <laughs> and then like, they were being sexually molested, and then they were, like, being... Uh, like, it was okay, because, like, she, like, it was the fantasy that we've always wanted. It was okay, because she teacher. wanted it. Oh, and why was it the English teacher, not the math teacher? <laughs> Did you have a crush on your math teacher, Joel? No. But it would have meant more if the girl liked math teacher. I see what you're saying. I mean, she could have more like progressive. Right. Yeah. Get that STEM career. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says you need to be a housewife. You can get the STEM career and you can make money in science, technology, engineering or mathematics. Architecture, if you want to throw that in there, too, for steam. Oh, my God, you guys. The girl that played Shauna was born in 1992. Wow. I mean, I know that that's like normal right now, but it's so very that's hard like old for, me. for the average medium of people in my office. I know. <laughs> oh I have a couple gosh. in my office that were born that year. One it's of my like direct supervisors was born that year. Oh shit. Okay, I can't find it, so I'm sorry. We'll just never know, you guys. But I could have fucking sworn to God that it was like something. Okay, wait. Shauna, last name. Okay, listen, it doesn't matter. Anything else we want to talk about? I feel like, oh, also, Joel, let me tell you. So Mona, oh, I told you. Yeah, Mona was the first A. And she was the one who's leading that, like, A-Army meeting. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Also, the last note I had was just that I feel like I need you to know that Noel Khan, who was um, the guy that was in a couple of scenes where I said, I was like, that's CC and that's Noel. So remember, so we're going to, like, talk about Okay. So Noel... Khan is someone they went to high school with and in the like last episode of this past season 
you find out he's like kind of involved in the new A team and like the new A game or whatever's happening. And they all sort of Jenna and Noel and the girls like face off in this haunted house. We're all trying to like kill each other. And then Noel trips and falls onto a blade of like a old school like a uh, knight axe, like knight in shining armor and like his axe situation. And his head gets chopped off. Ooh. And he gets beheaded and his head rolls down the stairs. Wow. His head rolls downstairs. His head rolls down. <laughs> that's, that's all. Wow. Um, I was going to say something for the fans who yeah. uh, understand what's going on in the show. Uh, that I thought it was interesting that Mona was talking to Redcoat and she goes, this changes everything, which you were just kind of like, this show is fucking ridiculous. Because it was just like the amount of camp in that moment. You felt it, Joel. I could tell you felt it. But um, I was like, was that Sarah Harvey? Does that mean that she had seen Sarah Harvey before the dollhouse? I mean, that was another reason why I was like, maybe this does mean something. Maybe. um, Also, Shauna's just like, you don't know who Jenna is. Jenna's more important than you think. Yeah, that she's was like, you don't know who she is. That was always an that interesting That was something clip. where I was like, maybe we should give the blind girl a second look, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> puns, 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 sight, puns, sight, puns. No one, That's interesting. No one thinks I'm punnier than myself. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, any other overarching thoughts? Maybe maybe you've talked about this, but what is it about these five girls Ooh. that just really gets this whole school just mad, furious? Because it sounded like there was a little bit of bullying that was yeah. taking place. And as we know, bullying can lead to things and some responses. And people like Batman, you know, wh- what is it about these five girls that makes them so special that everybody focuses so much energy and attention? Did Freeform send you to like ask this question so I feel like this is like such a perfectly uh, press scripted question they actually this is like a line from one like one of the early episodes where one or well maybe the mid episodes where a new detective comes in and she's like what is it about these four pretty girls that attract so much murder like so I'm like paraphrasing a little bit <laughs> I mean I think it's just the idea that yeah like these girls were Basically, Allison was very popular, and she sort of assembled this group of girls. Like she plucked them from different aspects of different, you know, levels of obscurity to be like, "You're my crew. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna be the popular kids." And she assembled this little group, and then, yeah, they just became the popular kids. And I think outside of that, I don't think there's much more to do. I mean, Sue, tell, correct me if I'm wrong. If you have thoughts, I mean, they're just sort of like the popular kids in the class, and. Um, well, what I want to know is, Joel, you were saying that you wouldn't go back to, to high school, but what were you like in high school mm. compared to these girls? Like, would you have been able to, like, assemble an army of friends or would you have been like, like, where would you have fit in in the Pretty Little Liars? Oh, I'm having to go back to high school. Can I know I? you don't want to, <laughs> but like, just like in theory, what were you... <laughs> Like, no, we don't know what you were like in high school. You could tell me that you were I like, could tell you well, anything. I was the captain of the football team. <laughs> it was constantly hard. Everybody was obsessed with me. I was like, <laughs> all right, fine. 
Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I guess we can do the short answer of that being, I'd probably say I was one of those undercover, quiet people nobody really paid attention to freshman and sophomore year. Okay. And then somehow, I think I had my I don't care switch turned off and I kind of just stopped caring what people thought. And I actually social climbed a little bit my junior and senior year to All the right. point of not necessarily being popular, but... I definitely got nominated my senior year for every tour of like court you could be in for oh, homecoming shit. and prom. Didn't what? win a single what? one. Joel? Didn't win a single one. I don't know how I social climbed. That doesn't quite surprise that high. me though, because you're very charismatic and you're very oh, sweet and you're you. very you're very empathetic and yeah, you're a very lovely person. So and I would actually say me. that none of those things were true my freshman and sophomore <laughs> year, <laughs> <laughs> which is why nobody cared. <laughs> impressive that you like got those nominations because they say it's just an honor to be nominated so they say and you know what i guess i was always a bridesmaid four times because there was (laughs) never a crown placed atop my head (laughs) but you know it all paid off in the end but yeah maybe there's like a certain aspect of that that i can relate to these young ladies it's like they kind of were plucked from their obscurity and maybe i was too in some form or fashion i don't know what it was like you relate to them that way maybe yeah interesting now I have to watch the other episodes well, to see. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I feel like at the end of the day, are you, oh my God, oh, well, it's off now. Or it's still happening. I was, there's an episode of Pretty Little Arizona where it's on mute, but look at this great slow-mo scene of Hannah and Mona walking down the hallway. Um, that's what I was like in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I made people, I always was walking towards fans, slow motion. Oh, me too, <laughs> me too. blowing in the wind. I like to say I was a long hair coach for top model, but that's not true. <laughs> but it could have been. It definitely could have been. So, Joel, are you going to watch more Pretty Little Liars I on think your it, own? Yeah. I think at some point in time, I've got to kind of catch up. Yeah. I've got to start like from the beginning and go I on mean, this adventure. Now we totally spoiled it for you, but I feel like it's still fun to watch. And, and you know unpack. what? I'll forget half of it. I was gonna, yeah, you'll probably like already <laughs> be like, oh, yeah. They fucking told me that. Um, all right. Well... Listeners, we unpacked nothing for you about this episode, but I still maintain we didn't learn that much in this episode. It was just like a fun thrill ride of a season premiere. Um, well, we're still going to have an episode where we answer your unanswered questions on the Facebook Live, right? I, I think we should we, still do that. We didn't do that? I you didn't do we it yet. This. Oh, I guess I just went through and asked and answered them on, on social media. But yeah, but we'll we'll do that we'll if, talk about if, it. if we have like things that yeah we can still do it if you guys we want. Can still look. And um, <laughs> Joel, anything? Plug some of your shit. Where can people find you? Where can they find you on Twitter, social media, and what, what do you want them to know? Oh, where can I be found? I am on Twitter at my new verified account. I was <gasps> verified this past oh, week. Oh shit! Yes. Congratulations. Oh, let me so tell you, exciting. changes your life. I got retweeted by the Black Eyed Peas, so I felt like <gasps> I was special. What? <laughs> right, 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 right. That Let's is not to brag. Right. Of that. Not to brag, not to brag. That's but so fun. Congratulations. You should totally brag. <laughs> um, but I can be found on Twitter at Mr. Joel Lyons. That's M R J O E L L Y O N S. Almost like the Lion family on Empire. I was Empire. just going to say, not to be confused with, but yeah. Not to be confused with Hakeem Jamal. Lucius Lion. Lucius. <laughs> Lucius. Lucius Lion. Are you watching Empire? <laughs> yes. I like Empire. Yeah, I'm still in that's it. That's a whole separate I podcast. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> if you do that podcast, can we be on? Because we love that show. <laughs> we do, yeah. I'm still waiting to Empire. I'm still waiting for the song of the season, though. I know. There hasn't been a yeah, lot of songs of the season been, yet. Yeah, there hasn't been like yeah. a whole song. 
Did you watch um, The Get Down? The Get Down. Yes, I did. I'm actually looking very forward to the next season of that. Yeah, right. That mm-hmm. that finale. Oh man, that's like I, when I think of like shows with songs like that one is just like insane. Like, right. I had stuck in my head. I went to Spotify, downloaded it, and tried <laughs> to listen to it like a thousand times to know it for word for word. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not meant to be a rapper. <laughs> like, I'm just not. I trip over my tongue too much. Oh. But doesn't stop me from trying we're to still gonna do that rap ice. on sunday yeah or like just go to karaoke and do ice cube it was a good day oh today was a good day Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> see there's a career here totally. well joel thank you so much for coming out tonight and watching pretty little liars thank you guys thank Being you guys for having me um i hope we taught you something about podcasts which is just mm-hmm. don't know much and and drink a lot and you know your dreams will come true and if that's what we can impart on you today then our work here is done i have taken notes just (laughs) i have taken notes and i have written down some wines (laughs) yes we drink so many wines uh joel you're the best and we will see you guys next week on this long road to april it's still December, January, February, March, it's guys, we still got a good five months and we're going to be here for you every step of the fucking way. So buckle up. There's so much to be said, guys. So much happening. And even if there isn't, we'll find something to talk about. (laughs) You know that we will. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? An A.